0: Hello, and welcome back to the podcast, but also welcome to the holiday season. We are officially a couple weeks out from Thanksgiving, which is so exciting, and we're just a month out from Christmas, just about. So I hope that you have a lot of excitement and expectation going into this holiday season and just kind of a little update for the podcast of what you can expect going into the holidays. We have this episode that you're listening to now, and then a couple others that are coming up that are going to be Be really, really good. At least one or two more episodes before we hit Thanksgiving. And then from Thanksgiving through the new year, I'm actually going to take a little time away from the podcast. Don't worry, I'll be back. But just taking a little bit of time to be present for the holidays and just to soak up time with Scott and with family and friends. So you will not hear any episodes coming out for a few weeks following Thanksgiving and Christmas. But right after New Year's, I'll be coming back in. And I already have some incredible guests lined up for 2023. And some of those episodes we're already recording here in November and December, which is so fun. So if you are just going to be on the edge of your seat, you can just buckle up and know that there's some good things coming. And yeah, uh, don't worry. I'll be back. I will absolutely be back. And you can expect in 2023 as well that there will be weekly episodes released just like we've been doing. I think that's It's been super fun and I've loved having just more of a consistent rhythm to our episodes and it seems like you're loving it as well. So if you're looking for a way to give back to us, to the More With Nikki Dutton podcast in this season, of course, we just would love to hear from you. would love to connect, whether that's on my Instagram, which is included in the podcast description notes for this episode. If it's at my email address, would love to hear from you or if you feel so inclined, it would be wonderful to get a review or to hear from you about your thoughts on the podcast so far, of course, as well as if you ever have any suggestions, suggestions for future episodes, for topics, for formats, or especially for guests would always love to hear who you have in mind. So I want to jump into this episode and just kind of share a little bit about where I'm at right now, a big update that has happened in our life, as well as a little word of encouragement that I got to share on another Friends podcast episode that I thought would be really cool to bring to you guys here in this space as well. Like I said, these were some thoughts that I pulled together for a podcast episode that I got to do with a friend named Dorinda Wilson. Now we all know and love our favorite sound editor, Luke. Luke's mom has this prolific podcast, and it's mostly focused towards moms. So I would highly recommend that you check it out. It's the Dorinda Wilson podcast. It's so good. It's so good. It's filled with so much truth and encouragement and challenge. And so I think you. love that podcast, um, that whole space, but her and I got to record a couple episodes together and I was just processing some thoughts and some conclusions and some truth to prepare for those episodes. And after her and I wrapped recording, I thought, you know what, some of these thoughts would be really, really cool to share with my audience. And I knew that I wanted to host this episode already because there, like I said, has been a change in Scott and I's life that I want to invite you into to be with us and to pray with us through. Um, But there also have been some points of encouragement that I thought maybe would be helpful for anyone else who is finding themselves walking into the holiday season and it just doesn't look like you expected. Um, This whole idea of expectant versus expecting. And so I know that can be kind of a funky phrase and don't worry, I'll jump into that more and unpack it but Just to kind of start off, I did want to update you guys. If you are part of our friends and our family and our community, you know that we lost our first pregnancy earlier this year. So in April, at about six weeks, we lost our first baby that we had ever seen a positive pregnancy test for. And it was so heartbreaking. And, you know, I recorded an episode months ago called Her Name is Hosanna, just talking about that experience and... uh, about our thoughts and where I was kind of at with that. Why did we name the baby Hosanna? How did we know it was a her? All of those things. And the truth be told, a lot of it is loose. I mean, we did not make it in that pregnancy to the point of knowing a gender or of having a certain name picked out. So a lot of it is just kind of intuition, but that just felt really healing for us. And even in the months since then, it has felt so healing for people in my life to not just ask, how are you doing or how are you doing after the loss of the pregnancy, but to call that pregnancy by name, how are you feeling after losing Hosanna? And I miss Hosanna. I've gotten that text from friends and it's just meant the world. It's just absolutely meant the world. And so after that loss, we took some time to heal, and of course, you know, we've moved and are just kind of in this new phase of life and this new season of life here in Columbus, Georgia, which we love. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I was on a trip in Texas, actually. I was in Dallas, Texas, and I was in my hotel And I had brought a pregnancy test along with me because I was just curious, you know, we had started trying to have a baby again, and I just had brought it with me just in case and took that test one morning while I was working out of my hotel room, honestly forgot about it, was just kind of moving around the room, doing whatever, thought, oh, I got to go look at that. I go back, I look at this pregnancy test, and it's a faint but very distinct line saying yes, We are pregnant. Again, for the second time. And and there was this chair in the hotel room, and I just sat in it. Like my mouth was just open, just like it was when we first learned about our pregnancy with Hosanna. My mouth was just open, and I'm not with Scott. So I'm like, do I call him? Do I surprise him? Do I do something creative when I land in Georgia in a few days? And I thought, there's no way I can just keep this a secret just with me for the next four days. And so I gave Scott a FaceTime call, told him, and we were both so excited and obviously just relieved because we didn't know we didn't know if we just got lucky that first time of getting to have a positive pregnancy test earlier this year we didn't know and with the loss of that pregnancy there were a lot of questions in my mind of what would the next time look like and so I told Scott, and we decided let's just keep it between the two of us until we are reunited and I'm back at home, and then we can just like really celebrate this together and then start to invite our friends and family into it. And so um, I actually had a walk for freedom two days later, so I ended up walking like ten miles all when all was said and done at the end of the day, and no one knew, no one knew, and it was still so fresh to me that I even forgot at times and. Um, as that flight happened, I got home. Scott and I were reunited. the The reality started to set in. Like we were really expecting another baby, and um, it just was this really exciting time. But I would say this that I feel. And I felt so much more of a sense of calm and peace during this expecting time than I did uh, in the last one, which is really interesting. And I don't know exactly why that is or what that was about. Maybe it's just that, because of our previous experience, I've really learned that you don't have control. Um, This is something that's so weird. It's happening in your body as a woman, but you don't really have the ability to control the way that it's going to turn out really all that much. And so maybe that's why I had peace, but overall I just, I had a lot of peace and um, I was definitely starting to experience some of those pregnancy symptoms and Some of them were the same as the last time, and some of them were very different. And uh, then we let a couple of our friends and family know. We honestly really uh, didn't have the chance to tell everyone that we wanted to tell because uh, I guess it was maybe a little over a week after I landed back in Georgia, and this would have been not even two weeks after seeing that positive pregnancy test. Uh, We had gone to the doctor in the meantime, had checked everything out, everything looked like it was progressing, took blood, everything was looking good, even started a supplement just to make sure that things were good. And um, about two weeks after seeing that positive pregnancy test, I started to experience complications again. And, uh, because I've been through this before, I almost instantly knew what I was experiencing. We luckily were able to get into the doctor. Um, but unfortunately at that point, um, the, my body had started running the course of losing the second pregnancy. And so it has been a lot. Um, it has been, oddly peaceful still. It's, it's really weird how that peace and that calm has continued through this again, like a second loss, but it also has been uh, really hard um, for anyone who's listening. Maybe you're a woman and you have experienced a miscarriage yourself. It's wild. I mean, your body physically is going through so much. Like your hormones are climbing, 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 climbing when you're pregnant. And when that pregnancy ends, they just crash and you feel it. You feel frustrated. You feel your emotions are all over the place. Your body is having all these changes. It's, it's really, really, really hard. Um, it's obviously really emotional and just sad. And we're still just really sad. Um, and just missing that life and just wondering, I have like so many questions, so many questions of why did this happen and what is the reason? What I really, really, really want is someone, my doctor, God, a friend who's been through a similar experience, someone, a, a thought leader on Instagram to tell me why did this happen, the exact reason, so that I can make sure it never happens again. And I also feel myself wrestling with God. Like I want him to promise me that this will never happen again. And I want him to promise me that I will carry a baby to term and that I won't face this kind of feelings again. Cause I I had a moment with Scott that was just so real and raw and I said I just don't think I can do this again like I just I can't fathom going through this loss again I mean I couldn't imagine doing it a second time but now that it's happened twice like I just feel really tender and really fragile obviously to this and I'm just, yeah, you guys are getting it. You're getting the real raw. This is honestly where I'm at, where we're at, and um, it's very fresh. At the time of me recording this episode, I am only maybe a week and a half outside of discovering that news that we were losing this pregnancy. So it's very, very fresh, and I, I honestly even hesitated sharing that on this space because I never want this to feel like a place where I'm dumping things on anyone who's listening. So I I really hope and pray it doesn't come across that way. And I also want to be mindful of those who are tuning in, of women who have experienced this themselves or who are at a place in their life where they are hoping and expecting to get pregnant or wherever. Maybe you have family members or friends who have gone through this. So I want to be sensitive to anyone who's listened and not just um, throw this information around in a cavalier, casual way. But I think what led me to just be honest and open is because that's what I want this place to be. And I want every guest who comes on this podcast to really have permission to be open and honest and real. I want every one of you who's listening to have that same permission to just be however you are on that day or in that moment as you're listening. I want this to be a safe place where we can go through life and navigate life together. And right now, for me, that looks really hard and it looks really different than I was hoping. But... I am still expectant and that's the title of this episode is expectant versus expecting and of course when you're pregnant it's exciting to be expecting it's so so exciting to see that test and to prepare your little nest. And I still have hope that one day I'll get to do that. I really do have that hope still, even though sometimes it feels like a really faint heartbeat of hope. I I still have that hope. Um, And I'm just believing that for myself and for my friends and for different people in my world. But I, even now, even though I am not expecting a child at this exact moment, like I should be, I am still expectant for what God is doing and how He is working in my life. Um, and that's where this experience collides with the these thoughts that I had prepared for this podcast episode that I was on with Dorenda that collides with this time of the year. I mean, it is the holiday season, like I said in the intro, which is complicated, right? Like it's so fun and it's so beautiful and it's so magical and it's just so warm and lighthearted, but it's also happening simultaneously while life is happening. And just because we're approaching Thanksgiving doesn't mean all the difficult parts of our life just melt away. And just because Christmas is coming, it doesn't mean that that depression or that difficulty or that heartache goes away. And It can be hard for me as someone who tends to be a more on the positive side of life. It can be hard for me to know how to hold both of those things simultaneously. And I've said this on podcast episodes before, and I've shared the story about Scott and I's wedding day and how it was a day filled with so much joy and life and love all in one hand, completely 100% holding it for dear life in one hand of joy and happiness. At the same time, while we were navigating some really hard family stuff and my dad's illness, that was also, in my other hand, 100% completely. I was holding that joy and that pain simultaneously and... That resonates with how I feel right now. As we're walking into this holiday season, I am holding that joy and that excitement and the fact that things in life still are beautiful, even though my heart feels broken. But I'm also holding that pain that I do feel broken and I do feel, Feel sad, and I do feel this longing and this sense of loss. I feel those things at the exact same time. And you guys know the holiday season can be like that. We have these high hopes for the way that things will look or feel. And who knows, maybe for you, it's even just the fact that your family unit has changed. Maybe you've gotten married, or a sibling has gotten married, and so those holidays look different, or maybe you're missing a family member at that table. Table, but yet there is still so much goodness in these months to come. And and I want you to hear that from me as someone who is really in this like raw place of having a lot of feelings. It is still acceptable and it is allowed for you to still celebrate these holidays. And I think that's a really important distinction for me right now is that I am allowed and given the permission to be however I need to be. And what that looks like for me practically is being honest with people in my life about how I'm doing and about what I need and using my words <laughs> to ask for what I need. As incredible as Scott Dutton is, he is not a mind reader. And so using my words to say, I need your help with this, or I need uninterrupted time with you, or I need to get out and get lunch with a friend, um, or I I really have to be on time for church because I want to be able to fully experience worship on a Sunday morning. And if you are also in a place where you are wrestling with this tension in your holidays, I just would encourage you like I'm encouraging myself to give yourself room to be however you need to be. There's no guilt needed for laughter or for losing yourself in a Christmas movie or for enjoying a holiday party. Just like there's no guilt or shame needed for feeling sad or having tears or being upset or even having moments of stress. Like that is so normal and that is so natural. And we're allowed to have both you and me are allowed to walk into this holiday season with both. And it starts with being honest with where we're at and how we are feeling. And when I was thinking again about this conversation, it's like, what what do I say? What do I say uh, as someone who is very much in this moment of still honestly trying to wrap my mind around what just happened. What just happened? We were pregnant and then we were not, and then we were again, and now we're not again. And what? where am I in this whole span of eternity and in my life? And what I can say to you is that same word that I said earlier that I am still expectant for what God will do, and I'm trying and I'm fighting to keep my hopes up. And you might be wondering, how? How can you and me keep our hopes up when life just keeps dealing blow after blow after blow or things have really been derailed and have gone in a direction that we were not expecting. How, how can we keep our hopes up? And it's because we by very fact that we are breathing breaths on this side of eternity, that our feet are still on planet earth means that we are still in the middle of our story. We have not seen the end of our story yet. And, this is a word for me specifically. So if it doesn't resonate with you or it doesn't apply to your life, that's fine. But for me, I am just really fighting right now to remember that I am in the middle of my story. And even though it feels like a very real end to a hope that I had for this specific life or for this time or for the next nine months, I know that I have not seen the end of it yet. And I love that since we're coming up on Christmas, it reminds us of that. It reminds us in this story of this fully God, fully human Jesus that was born to this virgin woman and who performed these insane miracles in his ministry, but who also lived like we talked about with Dr. Alicia Britt this life that was unknown and anonymous for 30 years, this miraculous, unexplained, incredible person, this incredible God-man that existed here on planet earth helps me to remember that our God is a God of the miraculous, that my God is the kind of God who does things that blow expectations out of the water. He's the kind of God who does things that don't make sense. And he's the kind of God who makes a way in situations where there is a terminal diagnosis or there is no Light at the end of the tunnel. He's the kind of God who works in those situations. In fact, it seems like He finds Himself there very, very often. It seems like if you want to look for God, go there. Go to the places of no hope, go to the places of loneliness, go to the places of illness, go to the places of forgottenness. And it seems like that's where our God is. He's with those people. And scripture says that right? Scripture says that he's near to the brokenhearted. And I think that is true. I believe that to be true because in the last couple of weeks, I have had lots of low moments and there was this kind of habit that formed where I would take a shower and I would get dressed and I would just like sit on the floor of my closet and just cry. And I didn't even have words to say to God. Um, but yet I still felt like he was there with me and I saw and have seen it to be true that God would give me what I needed to get through the day, um, and so I think that is one way that we can remain expectant even if we're not expecting is because we know that we are in the middle of our story and that we serve a God who operates in the miraculous And I think as well as we can be sure that we have a God who is with us. I think that's another important thing that has been honestly a life raft for me right now is that Christmas reminds us of this too, that Jesus was called Emmanuel, God with us. We have the kind of God who doesn't remain hidden, who doesn't remain out of touch, who doesn't remain far removed from his earth and from his creation. We have the kind of God who is with us in our present day. And one thing that has been helpful for me is just reflecting on God's present day promises for me for me specifically. And I I believe that these are true for you too. We have this promise that the Holy Spirit is with us and that the Holy Spirit will act as our comforter and our counselor, that he is our helper and will be with us and will be our peace. We also have this promise that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, even my loss. Um, It doesn't separate me from the love of God. Even my anger, it doesn't separate me from the love of God. And I was having a conversation with a friend recently and she was reminding me that it's sunshine. You guys loved sunshine. She was on the podcast, Lisa Jeanette, in the cheers and amen episode. Recently, we were having dinner and the way hope hope would have it is that it would be right before our, all of this happened of learning that we were pregnant and then learning that we were losing that pregnancy. She was talking to me and she said, remember that you can't break heaven, that you can't break earth. My anger and my frustration has room in my relationship with God and it won't alter or falter his love for me. And so there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, not even my difficult feelings and my despair and my like honest frustration at God in that time. There is a promise that God is actively working inside of us, that he who began a work will finish it to completion, that we are in the middle of our story. And there's also a promise that has been encouraging to me is that We have a God who is the God who sees. And this comes from a story in Genesis chapter 16, which has been Another life raft for me, just an encouraging spot to hang my hat, honestly, because I can just resonate with some of the story. And it's the story of Hagar, and she's an Egyptian servant to Sarai and Abram. That was before Sarah and Abraham had their name change, and Sarai was not understanding how God was going to be true to his promise to Abram to give him enough children that would outnumber their descendants, that would outnumber the stars in the sky, would be their descendants. And she's not understanding how that's possible because her age is going up and up and up. She's aging and aging and aging. She's getting older and older and older, and she is barren. She's still not having any sign of life or children. And so she decides to give her Egyptian servant, Hagar, to her husband, Abram, and he conceives a child with Hagar. And that child is meant to be for Sarai, which is just really tough and complicated. And when Hagar becomes pregnant, she has this growing contempt for Sarai. And she's having this dis- this dispute and this conflict with her. And It gets so bad that Hagar ends up fleeing into the wilderness as she's pregnant. She runs away. And in verse 7 of Genesis 16, the angel of the Lord finds her by a spring of water, and he starts by calling out her name, Hagar. And he asks, where are you coming from and where are you going? And then the angel of the Lord tells, Sar- tells Hagar to return to Sarai to submit to her and gives her a promise, a promise to multiply her children beyond what can be counted. And he speaks a little bit more about Ishmael and what kind of a man he is going to be. And that is what she shall name this child. But really, the part that's been most powerful for me is verse 13, where Hagar responds to this interaction and it says so she called on the name of the lord who spoke to her and said you are the god of seeing elroy for she said truly here i have seen him who looks after me this woman who was held in low socioeconomic st- status this woman who was being used for her body and for her capability this woman who was alone and afraid this woman who was in a very complicated complex and difficult situation. She is seen by the Lord. And in fact, she ends up being the very first person in scripture to give a name to God. You are a God of seeing, Elroy. You are the God who has seen and looks after me. And I I just love that because I feel similar in that I've been disappointed by the way my circumstances have played out. In fact, next month, December, should be the due date for Hosanna. And not only that, but to add to that, now we are moving through the next nine months of what should have been our second pregnancy and are not. But I know that I have the same God as Hagar, that I have the God who sees me and who knows me and who understands me and who cradles me and cares for me and who is kind to me, even as I hold out my fist and beg God to give me a promise a promise that my children will outnumber the stars in the sky a promise that I will bear a child as I still wrestle with God and honestly as I wait for that I still know that in the meantime and in the midst of it all that God is good and that he is with me and so I know this episode is like a little bit all over the place because I am a little bit all over the place. So I'm not apologizing for that because like I said, I want this to be a place where we are allowed to come as we are and to be just a hundred percent honest and real and raw. I don't want this podcast place to only be a spot for the highlight reel or for the most polished and pretty moments of the people who are represented in these conversations. I would like for it to be more like a community where we do life side by side together. And so, yeah, this episode is all over the place. It's a little bit of these promises and truth and these conclusions that... I have about who God is in the midst of loss and grief and change. It's a little bit about what that looks like going into the holidays. And it's a lot of just my story and Scott's story of us just waiting and expectation. Um, but I think just the the main idea and the bit of encouragement I would offer anyone who is hearing the sound of my voice and is still waiting for something that they're believing For from God, whether that be a child, whether that be a marriage, whether that be redemption, health, a job, a change, whatever you are waiting on. I just want you to know that we get to be expectant while we are not expecting. That is something that is offered to us. So, that's just a little bit of encouragement that I wanted to offer you today. And I wanted to also invite you into another cool aspect of this second pregnancy, something that was really special to Scott and I that I would love to share with you. And that is that before I found out that I was pregnant for a second time, I was visiting my MiMA in Oklahoma. So we were just hanging out at her house, just chatting, and she was sharing some stories about her life. And she was talking about this set of grandparents that she had, and they were Grandma and Grandma Harper. And when she said grandma and grandma and the name Harper, I had never heard that name before in relation to my family. And it just really stood out to me so much so that I pulled out my phone and I was like, "Mima, I love that name. And I was like, wait, first of all, are grandma and grandma Harper, grandpa and grandma Harper, are they good people? And she was like, yes, they were amazing people. They were so good. And I was like, great. So I wrote it down on my little future baby names list and tucked it away, didn't think anything of it. Just thought, you know, who knows what could happen maybe one day if we're gifted a child that could be a really really cool name and so then as I left Oklahoma and I flew to Dallas I checked into my hotel and that hotel was where like I already told you I got that positive pregnancy test and just spent a few nights sleeping there and just starting to dream up and think about this life and just starting to get acquainted with this life that was growing inside of my belly and and uterus, you know what I mean but just starting to get acquainted with this life that was happening inside of me. And it hit me that this hotel, which I loved, by the way, this hotel that I absolutely loved, this hotel that I had this really significant experience in of finding out this second pregnancy for the first time was called the Kempton Harper Hotel. So again, that name Harper came up. And so whenever Scott and I reunited in Georgia a couple days later, I was telling him this. So I was like, you know, my meemaw brought up this name Harper for her grandma and grandpa. And then I was staying in the Harper, the Kimpton Harper Hotel. What if we just hold space to see if maybe Harper could be the name of this life? And Even though we are not getting to hold this life the way that we had hoped, even though we're not getting to carry this baby all the way through the nine months, even though we're not getting to greet him or her in the hospital and feed them and clothe them and raise them and love them, I mean, we will still think about them every day of our life. And they will always be a really, really important part of our life. And so just like with Hosanna, we did decide to give this baby a name as well. And that name is Harper. So we've got Harper and we've got Hosanna. And I think I've said this before publicly, but if not, I do still feel like these lives made me a mom. And I do still feel like these lives made Scott a dad. And I do still have hope that one day we will get to hold a life in our arms and we will get to raise them and wrestle with them and love them and all of those things. Um, but for now, We believe that Harper and Hosanna are a part of our family forever, and we have hope that we will see them again one day. And yeah, for now, for us in this next season, in the next couple weeks, in the chapters that come next, we're just holding space as well to continue to allow ourselves to be expectant. It feels radical. Um it feels impossible. It feels challenging. And sometimes it feels out of touch with reality. Because how? How can we be expectant when we face these losses one after another? Um and not to diminish the way that I feel and the the true depth of sadness that I'm having that's real. Uh, but I am giving myself permission to remain expectant. And so wherever you're at today, I just hope that you will give yourself that same permission, that same permission to remain expectant. And as we wrap up this episode, I just wanted to speak a word of blessing over myself and over you as you listen. So if you will, if you have any space just to kind of put your heart in a quiet and receiving posture, please do. If you're driving, please don't. (laughs) But I just pray blessing over you and me. I pray for those dreams that are not yet realized. I pray that they remain alive in Jesus' name. I pray that the heartbeat of those hopes remains steady even as our circumstances change. I pray blessing over you and me as we wrestle with the reality of what life looks like in the package that these dreams and these hopes are being held in. I just ask for grace for from god for ourselves to know how to give ourselves permission to feel the very real vulnerable honest natural feelings that we have. I pray blessing over you and me to dream new dreams, to have high hopes. And in the face of all the things that make no sense of all the diagnosis, of all the challenge, of the depression, of the difficulty, I just ask that God would give us fresh hope. And I pray blessing over you and me that we would have community and friends and partners who would come alongside us and be spiritual family to us, and that just like Aaron and her, that they would hold our arms up like they did for Moses in times where we are just feeling weak, like we just can't do it anymore. And I pray blessing over you and me as we look towards this holiday, that we remember that we are a part of a faith that works. Works and miracles, that we are a part of a faith and a God who is present, and that we are a part of a faith and a community and a God who is powerful and who has the ultimate power. And I just pray blessing finally over you and me that we would remember that this is the middle of the story. And I just pray that we would give ourselves space to hold out for the way that things are gonna come together in Jesus' name. Amen.